The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Do you like sports? Cause we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. And away we go with episode 272 of the Sports Yak Podcast. Oh, you mean the Steve Garvey episode? I know that guy. Yeah, unfortunately I do too. Based on the 1984 National League playoffs where he hit a critical home run off Lee Smith in game four to beat the Cubs. And then, uh, years later, uh, during his season, or right after his retirement, he came to South Bend for the International Special Olympics and played in the celebrity softball game. Oh, uh, some of the other celebrities there. Bob Nagel, Dick Rosenthal. No, I said some of the other celebrities there. Uh, Sergeant Shriver, uh, people like that. Sergeant Slaughter from wrestling? If only. Okay. Uh, But Steve Garvey played in the celebrity softball game, and I was the... PA announcer. Were you? Yes. And uh, I introduced him as the evil one. <laughs> How did that go over? <laughs> he he got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> he also was a pretty good football player at Michigan State back in the day, similar to Kirk Gibson. Okay. So 272 home runs in his big league career, none more menacing than that one in the 84 playoffs. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Go! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Before we jump into the headlines of the day, I would love your journalistic opinion on the hiring of Boog Shambi for the Marquee Sports Network and the new calling of the Chicago Cubs baseball game. Well, I think the Cubs, with the Marquee Network, it's been clear they're trying to make that a big deal. They're trying to make it bigger than what WGN was or anything like that. They... It's called the Marquee Network, and they view it as a network. So they wanted somebody of network reputation. And they got one with Bukshambi, who's been on ESPN for a number of years now. Now, apparently, he's still going to get to do some of his ESPN duties oh. while <clears throat> performing this job. So it'll be interesting to see who fills in for him when he goes away to do the ESPN duties, or maybe it coincides with a national broadcast or things like that. Uh, whatever the case, 
I personally, I'm not the biggest Boog Shambi fan, but I think sometimes that's because when you're doing games for ESPN, those ESPN games, to me as a viewer, seem so overproduced. They're trying to jam in these storylines and things like that instead of just letting the game kind of flow. Okay. Uh, that said, I did come across a wonderful clip. Book Zombie at one time was the voice of Fox Sports South, which is the home of the Braves. So he's there when Chipper Jones is playing. Mm-hmm. And Book Zombie is down by the batter's cage before the game and says, why do you swing at so many first-pitch fastballs? Or why do you swing at so many first pitches? And Chipper Jones says, well, that might be the only time that I get a fastball. And he goes, oh, you haven't had a lot of first-pitch fastballs this year. So Chipper Jones gets in the box, and he's got the mindset, okay, I'm going to let the first pitch go by. And sure enough, it's a fastball. And you can see he gets out of the box, and he stares daggers through Boog Shambi up in the TV booth. And they ran a clip of this when Shambi was doing a game with Chipper and David Ross. And uh, it it was funny stuff. High quality. Yeah. I watched that one as well. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that Shambi has a relationship with David Ross, having called games with him, I think will be helpful as well. And we'll see how it all goes. At least with Shambi, you have somebody who has done baseball before and is known as a baseball guy. Because remember, the rumor when this first came out was that Chris Myers was going to be the play-by-play voice of the Cubs. And to my knowledge, he had never done play-by-play before, and that was a huge red flag. At least with Shambi, you have somebody who knows the game. One wonders if he becomes a Windy City resident. You would think. You would think he would almost have to. Yeah. And he he said all the right things in the press conference. He he said, you know, I want to come where baseball is important, and baseball is important on the north side of Chicago. You could use that line in any city that you went to. I want to go where baseball is important, and baseball is important to yeah Padres fans or whomever. You know, big perspective though. He is going to be these the youngsters who are growing up right now as Cubs fans. He is going to be their Harry Carey. You know, if he has the personality or the... Well, nobody has Harry's personality. Charisma. Harry's personality was unique but only, to Harry Carey. But to those kids, only we know that. They don't. Right. So he's 50. You could see him in the job for 10, 15 years yeah. easily. So we'll see what happens. If he and, doesn't hit a speed bump along the way. And, well, or if the people running marquee don't yeah. mess it up, too. Yeah. That could be along the wayside with Quibby. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Woo! All right, let's get after it, Chuck Freeby. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start with the Heisman Trophy. Devontae Smith wins the award. I don't think that surprises anybody. He wound up having double the first-place votes of the second-place person. The talented Alabama wide receiver, certainly Notre Dame fans know all about him now after that Rose Bowl game because he torched the Irish in that one. Just... Tremendous speed, great hands, over 100 catches, 6'1", 185 pounds, so by no means a beast. First wide receiver to get the award since Desmond Howard. The the difference between Devontae Smith and Desmond Howard or Tim Brown, other wideouts that have won the award, is Devontae Smith doesn't return kicks. He doesn't do anything except go out and catch passes, but he does that 
so well, so brilliantly, and so devastatingly to defenses that he was really an easy pick for this award. I have a friend who's taking his two sons to the national championship game. Oh, really? Okay. But he was on the phone with me last night saying that, is there talk that it might get moved? There is some talk. There have been some COVID problems apparently at Ohio State. Oh, boy. And right now everything is on pace to play the game Monday night. But there had been some talk that Ohio State would want to push the game back a week. This was not met well by... Nick Saban's daughter, who went on Twitter and said, you only want this game pushed back a week so your quarterback's ribs can heal. Be honest. And uh, that particular tweet wasn't met well by some people, but it obviously shows the part of the, the tension and the conflict that we have in 2020. What do you do with these COVID games or teams suffering from COVID? How do you make sure that the playing field is legitimate and even? And how do you take injuries? And obviously a week off for COVID would help Justin Fields' ribs heal up more. So these are the kinds of things that people weigh back and forth. You know, there's COVID problems in the NFL, too. The Cleveland Browns have this huge COVID outbreak going through their team. Their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, for the assistants have covid And right now, the Browns are still scheduled to play the Steelers on Sunday night in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know how you get around that when you have these TV schedules that you kind of have to meet. Now, could they push the national championship game back a week? Would it hurt ESPN? Of course not. But I'm sure everybody would like to get this college football season completed and done. My buddy's luck. Listen to this. Uh, He's a big Alabama fan. Got three tickets during the Clemson-Ohio State game. And then after that game, the price tag went up to, he said, in his section, around seven fifty per ticket. Oh, I bet. And uh, University of Miami, where his sister is a professor, lives on campus. Nice. So they'll stay there. Everyone's off campus because of COVID-related stuff. So they kind of right. have a run of the place. And I can't remember the percentage of fans, but he made it in. I think... Florida's been going at somewhere around 25 to 30%. I think I heard that number. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that that should be a a fascinating matchup, and we'll talk more about that next week. Transfer portal! Boy, it's been a busy place. There was a a great uh, meme that went out today. Was it mine? No, it was from the transfer portal. Oh. Or maybe not a meme, maybe just a short video, but... You know how people line up outside stores on Black Friday? Yes. And you have the huge crowd, and then the gate will go up on the store, and the huge crowd just, he said, live look at the transfer portal. A player's going elsewhere. Because, let's face it, in this year of COVID where so many players are getting an extra year of eligibility to use, this is a tough thing for Division one programs to figure out where how you're going to put the pieces together, what the scholarship picture is going to look like. Can I ask a question real quick? Are coaches allowed to talk to these players previous to the transfer portal opening? Technically, no. Okay. But tweets and, you know, around the corner, hey. There could be some third-party contacts going on. Okay. You might call somebody who knows somebody. Okay. Continue. So the latest two players to enter 
the transfer portal from Notre Dame are Ovia Gufu, a defensive end, and Jack Lamb, a linebacker. Neither one of them played a lot in 2020, and you kind of got the feeling their roles were going to be even more limited in 2021. Lamb especially has had problems with injuries since being at Notre Dame and with the emergence of guys like Shane Simon and Drew White and Jack Kaiser at the linebacker position just kind of figured like Jack Lamb's number of reps was going to be severely limited, plus you know players who are coming in like Prince Colley. So they decide to, to look elsewhere. Uh, it's interesting to see how long the player will stay in the transfer portal, too. Some of them come out very quickly. Some of them linger for a while. Notre Dame did have a big pickup from the transfer portal by the name of Jack Cohen. He is a quarterback who had played for Wisconsin was injured last year and did not play, and that's why Graham Mertz started. But prior to that, Cohen had completed 68% of his passes at Wisconsin for 23 touchdowns and eight interceptions and had an exceptional year a couple of years ago. So he will be the one quarterback with a lot of experience when Notre Dame opens spring football. Remember, Ian Book leaves after three years, so you've got Drew Pine, Brendan Clark, and the incoming freshman Tyler Buckner, and then you've got Jack Cohen, the experienced guy. So you would think that he's got the upper hand in this quarterback battle coming up this spring. So how uh, I'm sure we'll find out more about this, but how does Jack just kind of, he's watching, they're going to need a quarterback. Yeah. I'm not happy here. Well, Let's... he's used his eligibility there. Now, technically, he could come back, but Graham Mertz had a really good year. He probably saw the handwriting on the wall, too, that, well, maybe I have to compete. Maybe I split the job here. If I go to Notre Dame, they need a quarterback. I have experience. Ironically, he had committed to Notre Dame back when he was a high school senior as a lacrosse player. Oh, really? Yes. Do you think he came to campus? Yes, I'm sure he did. Yeah. So he has some familiarity with the place albeit in a different sport. I'm working on a tweet for this transfer portal. Let me run it past you real quick before I hit send. Ovi and out, and Jack's on the lamb. Not bad. Not bad? It's better than what I hear at 8.50 on our radio station. All right, continuing. Nevertheless, uh, (laughs) so that's the news for football right now. We touched on the NFL, and we'll talk more about the NFL on Friday with the impending playoffs, but that Brown situation is something to keep an eye on if you're a sports fan because it'll be interesting to see how the NFL handles that for the Browns and Steelers. The problem is, okay, they're supposed to play Sunday night. They are the last of the playoff games, which means everybody else will know who has advanced by that time. These are three games each on Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah. It's a busy day. It is. Days. And everybody will know who has advanced by that time, which would put the Browns and Steelers at a disadvantage if they have to push back to Monday night. Shout out to Tom Noy, man. I was reading them hot tweets yesterday. My boy, Tom Noy, has had a busy couple of days. Let's start off with the more foreboding problem, and that is it's no longer a problem for Notre Dame men's basketball because they dismissed Ryan Ayers in September in a very tersely worded statement. But Ryan Ayers, former Notre Dame player and an assistant coach in the program for four seasons, faces one count of domestic battery and three counts of voyeurism. 
for his actions with a couple of women in the South Bend area. And uh, even when he posts bond, he's going to have to wear a GPS device on him because they consider him a threat to these two women, which is understandable so if you've already got a charge of domestic battery there. So that is definitely a, um, a difficult situation, very sad situation, and innocent until proven guilty. But if he did these things, you hope that he has to pay for his crimes. Boyerism, are we talking uh, of photos? Are we talking peeping? You're, you're talking all three of things, really. You're talking peeping, photos, and video taken of sexual acts wow. without the other person's permission. Okay. So... All of that comes in. Is he here now? Yes, he is in. He was booked into the St. Joe County Jail yesterday. Okay. Meanwhile, both Irish basketball programs struggling with COVID, not from their part. Neither Notre Dame men nor the Notre Dame women have COVID, but their opponents do. So the Irish will not get to play Georgia Tech tonight at Purcell Pavilion. And the Irish women have two upcoming games. Pittsburgh on January 10th and Syracuse on January 14th. I may have flip-flopped the dates there. But Pitt and Syracuse both coming up. They are off the boards for now as well because of COVID issues within those programs. And Mike Bray said earlier this week, look, we're just trying to get to the number 13. If you get 13 games, you qualify for what he called the Indiana Tournament. Uh, and that was the big breaking news that we gave you Monday about the NCAA Tournament coming to the state of Indiana. He says if you get 13 games, then you, you've you played enough games to qualify for that. And I have no doubt that Notre Dame will get to that, obviously. The question would be, will they be able to fix their record enough before that time comes to make them somebody that would qualify for the NCAA tournament, somebody that teams would want to bring in? Now, Mike Bray and a lot of coaches have talked about this year, everybody should get into the tournament. If you survive COVID, you should be able to play in the postseason. I just survive. I I disagree with that, but that's his opinion. On the floor last night, Michigan State, a big win in the Big Ten. They crushed Rutgers 68-45. IU had a nice win Monday night. Trace Jackson Davis had himself a second half against Maryland, and the Hoosiers wound up winning that one by eight. He had 22 points and 15 rebounds, and our guy Trey Galloway out of Culver continues to start for Archie Miller's team and continues to play hard and and play relatively well. He's not making a lot of contribution in the scoring column, but he does a lot of other things that Archie Miller likes on that team, and he plays fearlessly. I love that. Love it. Is his dad still coaching? Yeah, his dad is still coaching at Culver Academy. Uh, They have not had a lot of games so far this year partially because of COVID, partially because they they give their young people the Christmas holiday off mm-hmm. to be with families. So I imagine they had to quarantine a little bit before resuming schedule. Did get to see some high school basketball last night. A couple of big stories. Trent Johnson out of Mishawaka had 31 points. Caveman beat Elkhart 60-55. to And Ron Heklinski Doing it again over there at Mishawaka. He's 3-1 and one with a team where you look and you say, there's not a lot of talent here. Maybe not, but they win, and they figure it out. So Johnson had a great night last night. Elkhart shot woefully from the field, made way too many turnovers. 
We have Elkhart against Riley on Friday night. They're going to have to do some soul-searching here on Wednesday and Thursday before they face Blake Wesley and the Cats. Are you up the street here? Yeah, okay. over at the Cat House, Algie Oldham Gymnasium. Gymnasium, excuse me. And then the uh, the big story last night was Bremen beat Penn. So the smallest school in the NIC beat the biggest school in the NIC. David reached into his bag and pulled out the rock and slung it at Goliath. 53-52, Carson Miller with 26, including the game-winning free throws with six seconds left. Bremen has a new coach this year, Matt Miller. In his first six weeks in the job, he's beaten Gordon Mawson, who has over 450 wins, the Edison family at LaVille, and Al Rhodes, who has over 600 career wins. Not a bad way to start your varsity coaching career. Other winners last night, uh, John Glenn stayed undefeated with a 66-60 win over Clay. New Prairie, very impressive win over Northwood last night, 83-71. Mike Bauer's team playing very well, especially on the offensive end. They beat a Northwood team that was 7-1 coming in. Argus, Rochester, LaPorte, and Michigan City also gets wins. Tell you what, Michigan City is a team to keep an eye on. Tom Wells' squad over there, I think there's something like 7-1 right now. They're playing pretty good basketball. Girls' side, Nevaeh Foster scored 27. Marion rolled past a very good Goshen team, 55-34. So Steve Scott's team really ramping it up on defense last night. If you ever need all the boys and girls scores, we put them on our 46 Sports Facebook page, and they're there for you. High school basketball Friday night. Don't forget Elkhart at Riley. It's our 46th game of the week. We'll have it live streaming for you, Facebook, YouTube, and the Champions Network right around 7.30, 7.45, somewhere in there. And then, of course, on TV 46, Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9. <laughs> so much. There's just so much. How about the Bulls? How about the Bulls? You know, the Kobe Chicago White? Bulls started the season 0-3, and I think most of us thought, well, same old Bulls. I mean, yeah. they got a new coach and Billy Donovan, but... There's not much he can do with this group. And all of a sudden, they've won four out of five. And last night, down the stretch, they went with kind of a smaller, quicker lineup against Portland, and it paid dividends. They shot the ball well. They were able to drive past people. Kobe White had a big night, 21 points, 10 rebounds for the North Carolina second-year player. And the Bulls beat Portland 111-108. And all of a sudden, you look at the standings, Bulls are 4-4. Four and four. Not granted. It's early. We're we're only eight games into the seventy-two game season. But think about it. You're already eight. You've already gone past ten percent mark of the season, and the Bulls are representing. They would not be in the playoffs if the playoffs were held today. But they're right on the cusp. My son is wearing a very colorful Miami jersey these days, with the name Hero on the back. Well, Tyler Hero is one of their one of their young and brash stars in Miami. He has, let's put it this way, in my opinion, he has the perfect kind of personality for Miami. Okay. I mean, you think of that city and you you think of young people, dynamic, charismatic, and uh, that's, that's Tyler Hero, and he hits some big-time shots. And when you look at him, you know, if he's getting off the team bus with everybody, you probably think, yeah. This guy's nothing. And then he goes out and sticks daggers all over the place. Now, the problem for the Heat is they've, they're they off to a kind of a struggling start. They're only 3-3 three and three right now, so okay. they're 500 just like the Bulls. The team that's playing the best right now in the East is Philadelphia. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, they got it going on right now in Philly. 
But, of course, everybody's chasing the Lakers in the West, and even though Philly's got a slightly better record, Philly's 6-1, and one, the Lakers are 6-2, and two, nobody right now would think that Philly would take the Lakers in a seven-game series. Let's see here. We're about ready to wrap this up. You want to do this last headline here? I want to do a shout-out to Landon Slaggart from the Notre Dame hockey team, young man who went to Adams High School. His dad, Andy, I have known for a long Andy Slaggart was an assistant coach when I was calling hockey games Wow, back in the early 90s. So he has been a lifer with the Notre Dame hockey program. And his son, Landon, played on the gold medal winning team this week for the U.S. World Junior Cup. And the juniors beat Canada. Big upset last night by a count of 2 nothing. And Landon Slaggart played on that team. It's basically the best... American hockey players from the ages of 18 to 20. Okay. So that that was Landon Slaggart last night. He didn't score a goal or anything like that, but he's part of the team, and he brings home a gold medal as he comes back to campus. Irish hockey resuming this weekend, by the way, as they take on Arizona State, a team that swept them at the Compton earlier this year. They'll play them again at the Compton. Arizona State's kind of got a weird hockey program this year. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's construction of a new facility or rules in the state of Arizona, but they're playing all their hockey games on the road this year. Wow. They are road warriors. And they came into the Compton back in late November, early December, and swept a pair from the Irish. So we'll see if Jeff Jackson's team can play a little bit better this weekend when the Sun Devils come a-calling. That's our episode for 272. You feel good about that, Chuck Freeme? Yeah, we don't we don't have an overrated, underrated today. But then again, we're a little pressed for time here. This is a busy studio today. Very, very busy. We got busy. people coming and going. You know what? I've got two for you, but I don't know if you ever watched oh, the show. Fire away. Fire away. Uh, overrated, underrated, Mad Men. Did not watch the show, so I would say overrated. I know there was a lot of hype about it. Uh, I think John Hamm, from what I understand, was terrific in it as the lead character. And I wish I would have been able to watch the show because it's a time period and, quite frankly, a business that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I just I never had a chance to watch the show. I, I think it was on something like HBO. Well, it was, on, was it on AMC. AMC? I get uh, AMC. I should have well, watched it. Well, it's on Prime now. Okay. And something uh, for me to watch. Something. I'm going through my third time. Wow. Yeah. So you've, you you really it's, like it. It's my uh treadmill show. Okay. So you really like it. It's fantastic, Chuck. I love the world of advertising and so between 1960 and 1970, you know all the products they're sure. pitching. So it's kind of cool to watch how the hot dogs are made. How about yeah. that? And the show does a great job of the cars, the clothing, the lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, I just I find it fascinating. Certainly and a different era. The Probably the best episode, and I've started over, season one, final episode, kind of leave it, it leaves you hanging for, okay, I'm in for the next whatever. Okay. Season one, final episode. It's when uh, Don Draper, John Hamm's character, yes. is pitching the Kodak Carousel. Oh, we had one of those. Yeah, they wanted it to be the wheel because they feel technology will really bring the people in. And Don Draper says, no, 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 it's the carousel. And he does this great, great pitch. So good. I say underrated. Okay. Gwen Stefani. Wow. Body of work, 
fairly uh, fairly broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has some longevity to her. I think the voice in this relationship she has now with Blake Shelton has been a boost to her career, no doubt. You're welcome. Um, tweet that. I'm going to go slightly overrated. Okay. You know, I can't tell you off the top of my head a Gwen Stefani song, and I realize I'm no longer the target audience, but I can't tell you one of her songs. I don't know that you ever were. Um, However, I I do appreciate an an artist that can last as long as she has. I do have an appreciation for that. Okay. Yeah, she figured out how to go into extra innings. Yeah. You know, the voice and. The strategic dating marriage. Is she married to Blake Shelton? I don't know if they're married yet or not. I think there's a ring. I'm going to go overrated. Okay. I just, I played all that music when it first came out in the 90s. Right. I I, I didn't hear it. I don't know that, well, you didn't hear Lauren Daigle either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Ooh! Shot across the bow, Chuck Freebie. Uh, never miss an episode, and here's how. Hit the subscribe button. You're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. Might I say, there are some people that think that's a worthwhile follow. Appointment twittering? Tweeting? I wouldn't wouldn't go that far. I mean, Tom Noy, now that's appointment tweeting. Uh, Thanks for listening. Um, At my name is Corey on Twitter as well. Is that appointment tweeting? It used to be not so much anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I got got calendar quotes. That's what I got. Oh, really? By the way, love the new Star Wars calendar. I'm glad you like that. I learned a couple things that I, I did not know about Star Wars because of you. I have not worn my Christmas gift yet, but I intend to. Oh. Maybe, maybe when I come in here for the yak on Friday. I was hoping those would be game time socks. I feel like they're special. Well, that might be the way that you accompany us to the game. Yes. (laughs) Uh, For those who have no idea what we're talking about, Chuck now owns a pair of socks with my face on them, not to be mistaken with his wife's socks that has his face on those. Now, if I wore your socks to bring this full circle, how many people would come up to me and say, where did you get those Boochami socks? (laughs) Please let that happen. Please let that happen. Let me see them boog socks. <laughs> Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Steve Garvey. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure.